2: to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everybody, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment, and it's a shame that they haven't been doing anything lately, so it's gonna be kind of a sparse podcast. I'm Matt, I'm the host. Uh, hi, say hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. Now we're done because they didn't do anything for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> anyway, thank you for being here on the show. We, no, I'm, I'm kidding. They did Blizz, they did BlizzCon last week. I got to go for the first time ever. Uh, it's been that's really all I want to talk about is is blizzcon because you weren't, we did two shows
0: last week. If you guys missed it, go check the RSS feeds. We did two blizzard watch shows and then we also did a lore watch and what day is today? It's Friday. I don't even know anymore, but uh, there was a lore watch that released this week as well. Um, So we did a bunch of podcasts last week, but Rossi wasn't here for any of them and it was, yeah, we didn't get to hear your take on anything.
2: So, Uh, yeah, it's, I don't even know how we're going to get started on this. It's such a big thing. Um, but I think if we're going to talk about BlizzCon, and we are, uh, the first thing to talk about is Diablo 4, because that was right. the thing that I was most looking forward if, to.
0: If the, you were going to attend any BlizzCon,
2: this was the one for you to attend, I swear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I played the Diablo 4 demo between four and five times, and I, I say between four and five times because I can't remember <laughs> At one point, I just kept. I kept getting up, just getting back in the line and going through the long, long, long line to go and play it again. Um, but it was I played good. every class. Um, let me put you this way: I played every class and didn't hate any of them. And then I went even back the druid, huh? You, the druid's actually great. Druid. Oh, okay here is the thing: here is the thing they've done with the druid. We'll talk about the druid. Okay, they've made the druid like they they did a thing where I don't know exactly how to call it. They had a term for it, but I forget what they used. But the way I was referring to it was seamless shapeshifting, in that. You have an ability, like, you have your, your active attack ability. It's like, a, it's like a mauling thing. When you do it, you shift into a werewolf form and slash around with werewolf claws. And when you're done, you shift back. And okay,
1: you're just, so you're... it's
0: more like a Gilnean popping into worgen form in and out of combat.
2: Well, and here's the thing. Then you have another ability that's a big attack. It's like a big smash on the ground. When you do that, you shift into werebear form. And then you shift out when you're done doing it. And it's it's not immediate shift out. like It's like a five or six seconds. So if you're constantly hitting the ability to, to be a werewolf, essentially, you'll stay a werewolf as long as you're attacking. And then if you hit the other ability, boom, you go into bear form. And then you can go back into wolf form. And it can be literally just constantly up if you're attacking things. But then after you stop, a few seconds pass and you shift back out. Uh, meanwhile they have various other abilities. One ability you had is that you can like pull this giant boulder out of the ground and roll it into your enemies. And if it's hitting one, it doesn't kill him. It'll push him back. So you can like push them all the way across the map. You can like just boom, knock them back 10, 20, 30 yards. And then, you know, while that's happening, you can cast this giant storm around you and there's cyclones everywhere and lightning bolts. And then while that's taking care of all the little small fry, you can go back into werewolf form and slash things up. And then, do a big bear smash and it's just it's so elegant it works so well this
0: all sounds like stuff that i would like to see applied to the world of warcraft version of druids like post haste
2: yeah i feel like this is almost this would be a good druid spec like a you know a shapeshift spec one that was about shapeshifting not just has some forms but was literally about adopting a form for the situation like, I really liked it. I thought it was I, really I well. feel like
0: um, I feel like it, I would be much more comfortable and maybe even have more fun playing a druid if I didn't have to hit that stupid shapeshift button and mess with the whole um, annoyances of, of bars because, like, every every
2: form has its own bar and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's something. Shape, shapes in, in WoW are very much like it's, stances used to yeah,
0: be. Yeah, and it sounds like they kind of streamlined it streamline how it works different. with diablo yeah. 4 and i'm yeah. sitting here going can they do that for wow please because that sounds great that sounds of, fantastic actually
2: of the three classes the sorceress felt like the most like nothing here is new nothing here will surprise you it's i mean if you different. play
0: the sorceress in
2: diablo 3 that's pretty much well, it the wizard in D three, the sorceress in D two, yeah. but it's it it's your standard. I use magic. I freeze you or burn you or whatever. Uh, it's it's not that it's bad. Uh, there was one part where I was using the, you can do the frost attacks to freeze things in place and then drop a giant fireball on them. Nice. And it feels it feels as good as you might think. Yeah. But it's not. There's nothing earth breaking here. There's nothing that you you play it and you're like, oh wow, that's so weird. There's nothing like the the druid, uh, and the barbarian sort of halfway between them in that. It plays a lot like the Diablo 3 Barbarian, um, but they've got the arsenal system. Right. And what's really cool about the arsenal system is you can basically assign... You've basically got a big... like the, the, the character on the demo had a big two-handed hammer, two one-handed axes, or an axe and a mace because other stuff drops, mm-hmm. and a big two-handed sword. And you can basically assign what abilities you want to work with what weapon. So if you want to use the big giant hammer... To do your like your frenzy attack, you can. It doesn't Ooh. really make a lot of sense, but you can totally do it. And you it it's and you're always carrying these four weapons. So okay, you can but have... do we
0: care about sense or do we care about fun? Because it sounds like this is
2: very much one of those things. <laughs> I I totally don't think it matters. I think it's it's more about what do you want to do. How do you yeah. want to play this? It's just, it embraces the idea that your barbarian is literally a maniac who's just carrying around every sharp, pointy, or bludgeoning thing they could find and is hitting people <laughs> with them. Okay, this so sounds this looks like utterly it's amazing, eater. honestly. Yeah. It sounds the great. The leap ability was jacked up and was very good. Um, the, there's an ability that's effectively seismic slam, but the, the animation's a lot cooler. Instead of just hitting the ground or whatever, you kind of pull back and sweep your weapon forward and it's kind of like you're just pulverizing the ground and sending the ground flying at things. And it's not called a uh, seismic slam. It's like upheaval or something. It's a really good attack. I liked it quite a bit. Um, but it's not spammable. It has a cooldown, okay. which I think is interesting. The, the, overall, it still plays pretty much like the, D2, the D3 Barbarian. It has a few things from the D2 Barbarian, but mostly it plays like the D3 one. And I thought it was really... It I was the that... most fun to play of the three for me. Right. Uh, But I absolutely loved all three of them I was going to say, you're a barbarian Barbarian Barbarian. guy Though, that's like your class I went back and played the barbarian at least twice Okay So that's why I say between 4 and 5 Because I'm pretty sure it was 5
0: So here's my question for you And I mean, I'm I'm guessing that they talked about this But again, I was working So like, I, I may have missed some stuff in, in the while I was working on other things. So just like a heads up, people. That's why I may be asking a question that might seem dumb. There's going to be more than those three classes, right? Did they say? They said
2: five at the con.
0: Yeah. Did they I say what the other two
2: were going to be or? No, they did not. Okay. They have said, they have said nothing about what the other two were going to be.
0: I'm assuming one of them should be Necromancer, right? I hope not.
2: Really? Yeah. Because the Necromancer... It's I'm just saying, like lore,
0: lore standpoint, that one kind of maybe
2: makes more sense, you know what I mean? Here's the thing, we're at the point right now where if it's the Necromancer, you're getting four out of, like, you know, your five classes, four of them will be Diablo II classes if you get the Necromancer. Right. And that's fine, but I feel like they introduced some interesting classes in Diablo Three who deserve a shot. Yeah. Um, the Demon Hunter and the Crusader come to mind. Like, I'm okay with the Witch Doctor not coming in.
0: I feel like... I feel like the demon hunter should be, should be coming in. And the only reason I say that the demon hunter should be coming in is because they need another range, something.
2: Yeah. And I'm afraid that it will be the Amazon. And you know, if it is the Amazon, I'm like, that's kind of boring guys. You've done this already. I, I, I I mean, I was totally on board the whole, you know, we, we need to get the barbarian back. I, and I thought the Druid was a really inspired choice but the sorceress plays just like the wizard and isn't very different from the wizard. So it's sort of both the Diablo two and the Diablo three class, but having the necromancer come back, it's like, I mean, I get why people like them. And if you like them, I'm sure you're like, shut up, Rossi, shut up, Rossi, shut up, Rossi. But I feel like uh, I'd almost like to see a completely new class. I'd like to see something we've never seen before. Really? Um, Yeah. Why not? Uh, Who knows? You know, there could be all sorts of things. You know, we've never had anything that's, like, roughly equivalent to a WoW Warlock. We don't have anybody who does use demonic magic. And with all the demonic stuff going on...
0: You'd think that that would be kind of like a slam dunk something that
2: would probably be seen. Necromancer is all about balance. Uh, Let's go with an evil caster who wants evil things. We don't have that. But, I mean, I do do definitely want... I would like to see the Demon Hunter come in. Uh, Honestly, I feel like five classes is too few. That that was the part when you said there was going to be five. Uh, you
0: know, now keep in mind that I'm used to World of Warcraft and its plethora of classes. But at the same time, you would think that they'd. You know what though? Sometimes it's sometimes keeping it simple is more advised than making things complicated particularly if this is something where they are going to look at doing like dlc content down the road because then they could feature a new class in that dlc content
2: right or yeah like expansion I, my, content. my take on it is simply that i feel like diablo 3 had a decent amount of classes on its launch uh it had the the monk the barbarian the witch hunter I and mean, the, the witch doctor the demon hunter and the uh the wizard and that was it for launch And then they brought in the Crusader afterwards, and then they brought in the Necromancer after that. And then you have, like, seven classes or so. If they have five to start, which is about the same as D3 did, and it's the same as D2 did. Remember, D2 launched with the Barbarian, the Amazon. Oh, that's right. The Necromancer, the Paladin.
0: What'd they come out with later?
2: Uh, The the Druid and the Assassin were both added later, and I can't remember the fifth class. I forgot about Uh, the Assassin. How did I
0: forget about the assassin? That was one of my favorite classes. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. No,
2: the assassin and the monk have a lot in common. And I would like to see something that does that kind of melee. But, you know, we'll see what we get. With three classes already listed, we already know, you know, we've got the, the druid is kind of a mix of magic and melee. The sorcerer is a very heavily ranged magical class. The barbarians, pure melee. So... I feel like we need another, like we need a ranged, you know, a, a bow user of some sort, whether it's Demon Hunter or Amazon or something else entirely. Um, who Demon knows? Maybe Hunter back does to the make Yabla sense, one. though, especially given what we're dealing well, yeah. with, again, with the lore. Absolutely, and I would love to see them. But for right now, we only know about the three. Okay.
0: So uh, you were there for everything, like the whole opening
2: ceremonies and all of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep, absolutely. Okay. I think to a degree it's interesting... One of the things that I never really realized was that sometimes watching in a video, you don't really get a sense of how the, 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 the ceremonies are being taken when you're there. The um, audience is a lot louder in person than they are on the stream. <laughs> but it, it wasn't the loudness. It was the points where they'd go completely silent. When they did the Shadowlands intro, there was audible gasping. Yeah. it said several points during that thing. People were like sucking in air. The room would go dead because everybody was like, <gasps> like when certain things happen, people, I don't think people who are like Shadowlands is predictable are like not the people who were in the crowd. They no, the people things. who were in
0: the crowd were doing what I was doing at home, which is like freaking out because we think that someone is going to do something. And then they turned out not doing that thing. And instead they did something else entirely and opened a hole to nowhere.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, the Diablo trailer in particular had that and the overwatch two trailer people were sobbing. Aww. People were, f- were audibly sobbing. I cried a little bit thinking that Winston was going to go out. Um, I was like, um, oh my God, they're going to kill Winston. No. And, <laughs> you know. So so when, when th- what did happen happened, um, quite frankly, I've always found Genji completely uninteresting. And now I like him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because that was – there's that one moment – there's two moments for Genji. There's the one moment when he drops down. Can we can we talk about this? Like oh yeah, again, like a, it's all yeah.
0: BlizzCon stuff. It's there's no spoilers involved here, guys. If you didn't see BlizzCon, if you didn't see anything at BlizzCon, um, we're just going to spoil a whole bunch of stuff. But it all came out at BlizzCon, so yeah, go watch the BlizzCon yeah. stuff. Then come back. We right, find the ahead. trailer where,
2: where Genji lands and does the deflect and he gets the robot to basically shoot itself and keeps Winston from dying. I know, Whereas, right? People were like. Ah! Like people were like, literally like there were like people making noises, like a chicken, like, like what is going on? And then when it looked like Tracer was going to get smashed by that giant hand. And then you hear, I can't do what he says, but you hear Genji off saying that really loud yell. And then he just comes through and cuts the thing's hand in half. And then he's just gone. Like, he's just an arc and gone. People like literally like burst out. Like there were, there was applause for that moment. Um, it was. Oh, yeah. No, people are super into the Overwatch thing. Yeah, but I think in a way they don't really... I don't think people understood how much people were into the Overwatch thing. Or there's a thing... Alan Adam did an interview this week where he talked about... He's the executive producer on Diablo 4, and he's one of the founders of Blizzard. He came back a couple years back, and he's, he's uh, the executive producer on D4. He's a, one of the founders of Blizzard. He's working in special projects. One of the things he said is that Diablo, in many ways, is the counterpoint to overwatch where overwatch does the you know we are in a world of heroes everything's like you know maybe it's dark but we have hope diablo is the no you do not <laughs> there is no hope and i feel like to a certain degree setting it up so diablo 4 opened it and then you had the really big overwatch trailer uh did serve to do kind of like a musical counterpoint it was like almost a, it was almost oh, like yeah. an opposite refrain yeah um but honestly, one of the things that was really surprising to me was how good the Hearthstone reveals were. Um, I am not a big Hearthstone player. I never have been. Uh, I've played it, but I was never really tremendously into it. But I feel like, first off, every, everybody who was doing a, a, an announcement at BlizzCon, you could tell how excited they were for what the other people were doing. Jeff Kaplan came out and he could not shut up about World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> you know he, he's Like, seriously, he couldn't shut up for like five minutes. He's going on about Sylvanas. Um, the Hearthstone reveal, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who did it, uh, but he was talking about everything else going on and he was just so <laughs> bright and so into what he was talking about and so excited for what he was telling us. And he did the reveal of the, you know, the battleground system for, for Hearthstone.
0: And then when he got to the end of it, he's like, I really, yeah. really, really
2: want to hand it off here. Cause I want to know what they're going to say. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, there's just so much. It was really good to be at the opening ceremony, even though I didn't get to go to a lot of the, the panels on Friday, on Friday, I didn't, you know, I, I ended up missing them. Um, and there still was, it was really good to get to see it because honestly I've never been there. So it's always been secondhand. It's always been watching a video afterwards. And it's very tempting to like, you know, other people are going to be commenting at the same time. Oftentimes like, you know, even we have a site that's what people do there. And I honestly felt like saying, you know, writing a post and I didn't write the post because I don't know how to do it. I don't know how you would put this, but it's like, guys put aside the people around you talking on this site and just go, watch this and watch the people there because i mean when i went to the diablo 3 demo the line was the biggest line i've ever seen for anything in my life it was all the way back through an entire area like literally i think the the actual place where the demo was was two places over from where the line to get into it started it was literally like a it felt like a thousand people in that line um and it got we got through it relatively quickly but it still took i would say that was probably a conservative estimate on your part. yeah i'm just i'm just trying to count by eye here but it took me it took like 40 minutes for me to get to the end of that line to the actual demo stations the first time second time through was 30 minutes third time and fourth time were were shorter because they did those the next day Um, but i went back like multiple times even the line for warcraft 3 reforged was a significant line oh yeah um are you kidding (laughs) people want to play that (laughs) The Shadowlands demo, the only reason it was a faster line was because I felt like people were trying to do Diablo three all at once. So people who wanted who chose to do Shadowlands first. You mean Diablo Four. Kind of, sorry, yeah, Diablo Four. Um, it's gonna
0: take a while to get used to saying that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but when people the Shadowlands demo, by the time I got around to it, it only had it was only about a twenty minute wait. But it never got below twenty minutes. And yeah. Shadowlands was interesting because this is something I wrote a post about recently. To a degree, Diablo 4 has got the benefit of being entirely new. Yeah. Even when it feels a bit like Diablo 3 or Diablo 2, it's still a new game. It's a new place. The art style's new. The graphics are new. Um, quite frankly, they're lovely graphics. It's one of the better looking games I've seen. Uh, but Shadowlands is still wow. Oh, yeah. And so to a certain degree, since I didn't get to test any of the new stuff, like I didn't get to test the new leveling system. I didn't get to test much in the way of like going from one to 50, like how it's going to work now. Uh, I could have tried to do like a, a, an allied race death night. I just didn't think to, I, I did a warrior because I'm me. Of course, um, But I, I, it was more like I was relieved at how familiar it felt. If that makes sense. Like it didn't, the items, the, the level squish did not feel like anything. Like I did not notice it for like 10 minutes. Like I was, Almost done with the th- with with the uh, demo. I had almost gotten myself killed uh, because my demo machine didn't have sound for some strange reason. And they were like, "Oh my god, no! You should just just step over onto the next one." Then that that woman just got. I'm like, "No, I'm not taking somebody else. Someone's been waiting in line for this for ten minutes. I'm not taking their spot. You know what I mean?" Yeah. So I did, I didn't do that. But that was the only thing that I, that was really off was that my machine didn't have sound. All the other ones did. But it wasn't until that point that I actually thought to look at my character and realized he was level 50.
0: So in other words, it feels pretty much exactly the same.
2: Because yeah, that,
0: that was, was going to be my question for you, actually, was, was like, how did that feel?
2: Did it feel I any different? Noticed it. There's a couple places where it felt like I was a little weaker than I'm used to. Like, I, I had three mobs on me, and I was having a hard time staying up. But I think that's because the talents were preordained for me, and I didn't. Since I wasn't in a rested area, I couldn't change them. And uh, I'm going to just say this, guys running the uh, Shadowlands demo, whoever's picking your talents, you don't just pick all the talents on the left. That is not <laughs> how this works. I looked at my talents and I'm like, you just picked all the ones on the left? That's like, no, some of those are bad. What are you doing, talent guy? Uh, like, my God, that's just all the ones on the left. No. But I switched to arms and again, all the ones on the left. I'm like, no at least what, second what, wind is what on area the left. were you in where you were uh bastion okay. they start you in bastion which is beautiful it's a beautiful zone and it was to, to a certain degree however since you missed the intro to shadowlands you don't really know what's going on or what's happening like but you you kind of thrown in and you you figure it out as best you can one of the things that was interesting was that apparently they don't know you're not dead the kyrian are like oh you know this is where you're going to spend the rest of your your afterlife and like oh, guys i'm not dead anyway go over here and do the take this test so we can figure out what you were like in life like i'm not dead you're not Ooh. listening see this yeah. is
0: gonna be i just i like the idea behind this expansion and i can't wait because this is like an area that we've never really explored before and the fact that the shadowlands isn't just like darkness and everything it's actually like its own realm with its own you know sort of hierarchy as far as like the different realms go and and the different points within it and that kind of thing it's just it's it's fascinating to me because I'm like okay if the shadowlands is that then what other parts of the cosmos have we not experienced yet and don't know anything about that we could go to
2: you know what I mean yeah, I think my wife described it as, like, World of Warcraft Exalted, if you've ever seen the Exalted game, because it feels very much like a weird, almost Tanith Lee-esque death realm. It's it's It draws a lot from ideas like, you know, we're going to, like, you know, the land of the dead, but there's multiple lands of the dead. There's Tartarus, and there's Hades, and there's Elysium, and... The idea that you might go to a specific realm of the dead this is the realm of the dead where the happy people go and this is the realm of the dead where the valiant people go and this is the realm of the dead where the jerks go <laughs> it's like and it it, it does feel very I, I do very much want to get to play around with it and see more of it um but i don't i don't know a lot about it yet the, there is a really i, I cool just want bit. a
0: beta that's all i just want a yeah. beta and i don't i don't know when that's going to happen but i want no. the beta. Bad. There's a
2: very cool moment in in the the Kyrian stuff where you you basically they they make you go do a ritual that shows them who you are. Oh. And the the ritual is like essentially you get phased out of the area, like you're not. It's like you literally get into another phase, and you start having to refight, you know, your greatest battles all over again. It's like, oh, oh. this one, this one, you know, fought the armies of the dead themselves. Uh, oh, and then you fought this army of demons that sought to destroy your world. And then you recently fought a, a pitched battle against enemy, an enemy faction. Oh, yes, yeah, you're definitely a valiant war or whatever. I mean, it was just interesting to see them basically testing you, not through, like, you know, asking you, but making you show them. And that was cool. Uh, there was some other stuff that was interesting. The Kyrian themselves are interesting. They're very, like, uh, it's one of the things that I think, well, we'll talk about it on a little Watch, but there, there's yeah. a lot going on there that I really. I thought was was fun to play through. And there was like this this one quest where you're like going out to find various things for them. At the same time you're you're fetching books that like you know explain more about the world and the area that the way the Kyrian view it. And you definitely get the sense that the Shadowlands that we're experiencing are specific to Azeroth and there's other Shadowlands out there in the cosmos. It's like every world has its own kind of OK, well, maybe that
0: but, answers my question then, because I was like, because I don't know if you saw my question to Steve. Yeah, yeah,
2: I did. I, okay. I, I tagged on and asked about my shoulders at the end because it's me.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> But I mean, I, it's it's not stated specifically. It's just heavily implied. OK, but it, it was, I was really I, I want this is one of those worlds where I want to like run around more and do more. It feels an awful lot like back in the old days when you, you were doing, you know, original WoW and you were very much like, oh, I'm going to read every book I find. I'm a Scarlet Monastery, but guys, if you pull now, I'm not going to be there because I have to read this bookshelf. Sorry. Give me a sec. <laughs> like that. That's me. <laughs>
0: That's why I like doing soloings That's why Torghast sounds so appealing to me. I'm like, yes. Okay, cool. I can solo this, which means I can take my own time and basically read everything that there is to read without having to worry about whether or not people are going to be annoyed by the fact that I really, I just want to read everything because that's what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you do because you do the same thing.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's, there was really like, there was one moment where I was like, I think I spent two minutes of the demo just reading the books I was collecting. Were they, were they all readable? Well, this particular quest had you go collect books from people. Ah, okay. Uh, But those books were readable. Uh, when you got them from the people, you could you could look at them and and read what they had to say. Okay. And also, um, there was, there was those owl people whose name I can never remember, and they were the like stewards. there. Yeah, I they were just they were owl people and they were there, and I was like, yes, we must have playable owl. Here's people my now.
0: question, and you know maybe we should save this for lore watch, but I'm just curious, like, are those pe are are, are those steward things? Are they at all related to the moonkin and the owl beasts that are on Azeroth as like? supposedly helpers for the night elves and that kind of thing?
2: That's a good question, but I don't have an answer to it. Uh, I do definitely notice that they and the mounts there also resemble those mounts that the priests were using. Okay. In in Legion. Remember the, the kind of owly looking priest mount? Yep. They, there's a certain similarity there.
0: <gasps> oh. I didn't even think about that. Ooh, okay. Now maybe the priest mount makes a little bit more sense to me, because I wasn't sure about it. I was like, why, why yep. the owl thing? Why why the owl thing? Hmm. I mean, it doesn't look terrible or anything, but why the owl thing? And yeah, you got a little bit of history while you were doing that quest, but still. So did you play Overwatch 2 at all or no, not so much?
2: No, I didn't play Overwatch 2 because A, the line was really long, and B, I was getting to that point where I was terrified of motion sickness because I was already starting to feel like I was going to pass out. Oh okay. So I avoided I avoided Overwatch 2 demo. I played the the Diablo 4 demo, the WoW demo, the Warcraft 3 demo and then I I went and played
0: When you got uh, home here, did you them. have you gotten a chance to actually like try out cuz the Hearthstone everybody who had the virtual ticket um you get you get into the Hearthstone beta for the Battlegrounds thing. Have you had a chance to check that out?
2: No, no, I haven't. Okay.
0: I have and that thing is fun. It's weird, but it's fun. And is that like,
2: can you explain something to me? How many players is it?
0: You can have, I think it's like up to eight players, and you basically face off against each other. When you play through it the first time, there's a tutorial mode, and if you play through the tutorial mode, you'll understand everything. Like, all of a sudden, it'll start making sense. It's like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get what's going on here. Um, I kind of want to like see if we can get a bunch of people from Blizzard Watch together. I don't know if you can like group up and join as a group, like queue up for the Battlegrounds as a group so that you're just playing with, you know, your friends or whatever. But if that's possible, I want to see if we can get like a Blizzard Watch group together specifically like stream and show people what this is cuz it's really neat. There's a lot of strategy involved in terms of pulling stuff out and and what you pull out and it's not it's not like your standard Hearthstone game at all it's a lot more fun a lot of people were saying it's like auto chess and yeah it is it's kind of like that except that you have a bunch of different people that are kind of like competing against each other and it's sort of it's almost like a tournament style sort of thing where you're just you know pitted up against people and knocking people out and yeah everybody's got like a health bar obviously not necessarily a health bar but you know what I mean you've got like the points that you have in Hearthstone that kind of thing it's fun it's super fun i had a lot of fun with it it Um, looked like the most
2: interesting idea for a card game in quite some time so yeah
0: because it didn't feel like the card game i mean it felt like the card game because obviously you know you have your cards and your cards have the abilities and things like that and that all stays absolutely the same you know you've you got your cards your card abilities that kind of thing but there's also like modifier stuff that goes on in there where it's like okay if i pick this one it'll modify the cards that i have in my hand and the ones that are sitting on the table and when you use coins it's like you're using coins to kind of build your hand and then your hand is sent to attack another player's hand immediately um it's it's interesting i don't know i i like it a lot
2: cool cool um I no, I didn't get a chance to look at Hearthstone uh, as much as I should have. I it was just so much going on, um, and <clears throat> frankly, I I was trying to run around, and I I managed to get to the Diablo. The, I, I watched the World of Warcraft lore panel, and then I got to see the the Diablo lore and story panel, and those were both great. Um,
0: How was the Diablo I, one? Because I missed that. I need to actually go back and watch that. It was. I
2: mean. <sighs> Every panel is going to have, like, there's always going to be a little bit of the, you know, we're up here on stage talking about our game. That happens. I mean, that's just, you know, these are not professional, you know, speakers. They're professional game designers. But there was, a, there was only a little of that, and it wasn't too bad. And, and what they did tell us was, like, amazing. Um, first off, this is the first Diablo game with even a semi-explorable world and that's crazy to me and they, they're doing it that in was glen. the
0: part that excited me and also when they showed clips from like world bosses like actual yeah.
2: yeah actual world bosses um the the fact that it starts out in scott's glen and then it goes down into kajistan and that whole area around them which is like because it's been so many years since diablo 3 and because diablo 3 was so many years after diablo 2 at this point the the former mag, mag you know the majesty of the kingdom of Kedjistan is now mostly gone and huge swaths of the nation are now independent and in serious trouble um so you, the original Kedjistan is m- broken up into sub areas now and only so much is still so it's kind of like splintered pretty much yeah it's kind of like if you look at the roman empire and then you look at you know europe in around ad 1000 where it's not the roman empire anymore and all these different little nations did they it, there's,
0: Hmm? Did they did they say anything about how many years after Diablo 3 this one takes place?
2: I believe they said 30 years, but I don't. I'm, this so is it's the been thing some time. Just, memory, it's been some time. Okay. Uh, one of the things they made sure to mention was that heaven has sealed itself away. Like, well, the, I the mean, heavens are not responding to anybody's calls. They not, you know, no I one mean, has heard from them in quite some time. Are we surprised by that? Uh, not necessarily. No, not really, but what I'm interested in is finding out, you know, with all this stuff going on, what did happen with that Nephilim? And since obviously Lilith's return definitely harbinger something about the Nephilim as a group, what 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 happened with that one? What did did they go with Tyriel into heaven and were sealed away? Did they, you know, wander around doing stuff for like 30 years? Are they still out there now? That's stuff I'm interested in. What I'm really really interested in though, is getting to see like you when you travel around, like when you go to places in the world, you're going to be looking at a world that's been basically trying to recover for decades and has not been able to do so. So it's like if you go, if you look at the uh, um, I mean, if you're Scotland frustrated part, with the
0: fact that we couldn't get the veil of eternal blossoms put together in all that time, yeah, think what these guys must be feeling.
2: Yeah, it's one of the things like. They show when when you do the demo, the village you go to is like makes New Tristram. New Tristram looks like a freaking metropolis compared to this place. This place is hovels in the ground and barely, you know, barely coherent ones at that. And that's really interesting to me because it it definitely shows you the the objective correlative of Diablo Four is in the world. The world they said something at the convention about the world being a character, and I really feel like you get that. Like you you definitely get the sense yeah. that the world itself is showing you what it is. Um and one of the things they're doing is they have, they call them, I think they call them like monster families where like, you don't just have this kind of monster. You have the drowned and then you have different kinds of monsters within the drowned who are like this one's like, you know, carrying around the mast of a ship and this one oh, is like, you know, okay. doing, and there's just, it's really like everything about the world is trying to tell you the story. So that's really the idea that you just travel from place to place. You won't like, it's not like, uh Diablo 3 where you go from like you going into act five and you just teleport to the starting area and then you teleport to the various places where you're gonna do no you will be going to those places. You will you will ride a mount there. You'll walk there. I mean, just in the demo, you go from a underground crypt, you steal something from the crypt, you climb through this horrible tunnel, and it goes into a cinematic for it that is seamless. It just goes into the cinematic And then when the cinematic's over and you come out of the tunnel, your character is like, it moves to your character and it's, there's no cut scene. There's no fading in or out. It just seamlessly goes into your character standing on the side of a cliff ready to do more adventuring. It's like, and it's, it looks for all the world. It looks like the game just shifted perspective slightly. It's not too dissimilar from if you have like you're playing wow. And you move the camera behind yourself and then you move the camera in front of yourself. So you can look at your character it's like the game just does that and it feels like it was your character the whole time. Okay, that's crazy. But yeah, like in a really good way. It's something I've never seen them even try to do with a Diablo game. And I think in a way this makes me want to segue to the one of the coolest things they're doing in Shadow Ra- Shadowlands.
0: Okay, go for it. Um,
2: which is the, the customization options for characters.
0: <gasps> I know, right?
2: This is, as soon I mean, as I've that seen...
0: came up on the screen, oh my God, I flipped out. Like you didn't. I mean, I mean, nobody saw it because I was at home by myself. But I flipped out. It's, it's, it's actually kind of nice that like I was at home this year. You know, kind of like by myself, hanging out and stuff, because nobody could hear me screaming things and not screaming things, but just like you know,
2: yeah, no, when you're like shut up or. <laughs> the, the swear words that you might say that I'm not trying not to say when they were playing the Diablo show.
0: Yeah, when they were playing the Diablo Four trailer, and it got to the point where he was doing that whole chant thing, and he's like, "Your name," and then he like stops, and I'm like, "Lilith, Lilith, say it, Lilith." It was like a really bad episode or really bad um, Rocky Horror Picture Show night, you know, with the callback thing. Only it was me yeah. just like trying to tell him what lines to say. Anyway, go for it. Sorry.
2: No, that's one of the things that I really liked about the uh, about the customization options that are coming in. First off, that you're going to finally get to do a human of a certain race or ethnicity. You've, you'll be able to finally do a human that looks different. So that, you know, how many years have I been complaining about human mages being swole AF? Just the swoliest. Is it the know, body swole? types
0: that are going to change, though? Or is it just the faces? That's what I, I want to know.
2: I don't know the answer to that question. But I'm hoping If we that can have scrawny mage
0: dudes That would be great
2: Yeah I, I, that would be one of the things I don't know how far it's going to go And I don't know how far it's going to go for like which races They they had said That it's going to mostly be for original races I believe that they did during the I was in the uh, He said, line.
0: Yeah he said that but then Afterwards they did say that the Drenai And the Blood Elves are also Like in the works So yeah
2: I, I, but they're pretty old I races think, by now too.
0: Yeah. And what I the other thing that I wanted to know was are are and humans, are they gonna have that same kind of option spread as like human stormwindy and humans? Yeah,
2: that's that's a good question that I that I would like to see an answer to as well. Mm-hmm. But even if they just do the amount of customization that we've seen that they were they were you know, that they already had mock ups for, that's a huge change and a very welcome one in my opinion. Anything to make it the fact that you'll be able to pick your eye color and stuff, that's a very big deal for World of Warcraft because we haven't had that in ever. And it's the game is 15 years old. So It was yeah. it was
0: always I had to pick the one particular face if I wanted if I wanted eyes that were the same color as mine, then I had to pick a particular expression whether I liked that expression or not just because the
2: eyes were the right color. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and something was, that That's that's kind of dumb. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, the, the the worst thing about playing a human for me was always that, you know, I wanted it to look a certain way, but I had to make sure they had facial hair cuz oh my god, if they didn't have facial hair, that lip. It looks like, you know, it, what's up with your lip, guy? I don't I don't even know. And uh I I remember saying when they did the revamp, the the human women got this look on like the one face that I always used for my human women characters turned turned extremely vapid in the revamp but I didn't like it but none of the other faces had They to, looked like...
0: really bright-eyed. We'll just say
2: that. I'm going to they... stick with vapid. Vapid. Vapid, is what vapid, I'm vapid
0: is a good. Vapid's a good word. We'll, we'll we'll go ahead and stick with vapid. I was trying to come up with a more constructive way to say it but You're trying to be nice. <laughs> nah.
2: But yeah. Yeah. Nah. We could just tell it like it is. <laughs> well, cuz it wasn't like it was Customization is a big deal for an MO. And I think World of Warcraft has been kind of stumbling backwards into it for a long time um, with Transmog and so forth. Should we mention the big Transmog news? Have we mentioned that already? The legendary thing? Yeah, because I I jumped up from my seat when they said that. I had to force myself to sit back down. Okay, see. Because I was like, legendaries?
0: Okay, on the one hand, am I excited about this news? Yes. On the other hand, I'm sitting here going okay cool I have these war glaives and I'll be able to try oh wait no I can't because I'm assassination and I use daggers
2: yeah and that is something that I do think still does so I want to know when they say
0: that they're going back to more of a class based thing instead of a instead of a uh, spec based thing. Does that mean that maybe, you know, rogues will be able to transmog all rogue weapon types and it won't be delineated by spec because I I I don't even want to like use a sword. It's okay. You want to limit me to daggers, I get it. That's okay. I'm assassination. It's fine. Let me transmog to swords or let me transmog to maces or let me transmog to like these other weapons that the other specs can use, please. Just, just please. Could you make it happen? Because I'm tired of the only thing that I can transmog to is the same weapon that I've been using all along, and there's really not that much diversity as far as the models go. Anyway, that's my plea to Blizzard. Whether or not they you hear know, it, I don't know, but I just put that out there for them. I'll just leave it right here. and um... I will
2: also say that if they're not going to do that... Mm-hmm. Then they need to let it assassination use whatever weapon they want. like if you what there's no reason you can't backstab with a sword or an axe and you' know what my fist weapon's pointy. I'll backstab with that. that if you're a... not gonna just let people transmog then you need to like loosen that restriction' cause, and that's true for also frosty case. you need yeah. to get rid re- you need to stop making it so that all this stuff only works if they're dual wielding. Um, let 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 some classes have the variety they had before.
0: I'm I'm putting this out there specifically for Holinka, the unpruner, as as uh, Ian called him. Um, Holinka, I don't I don't know who you have to talk to to make that happen, but if you make that happen, I'd be so so very happy with you. I'm just I'm saying, uh, and I'm already happy that Holinka's back because watching him talk at that panel, you could tell he missed working on WoW. He really missed working on WoW, and he was really happy to be back, and he was really happy to be back working on a game that he really, really loved. And that's the impression I got
2: anyway. I don't know about you, but. Dude has a, a strong handshake, let me tell you. Oh, yeah? Did you get yeah. to talk to him face to face? Oh, yeah, he he came by when I was doing my tour. Uh, he looked fine. He was wearing a. I'm just going to say this, guys. He was wearing a Blizzard Watch t shirt. <gasps> was he? Yeah, he was. You know, you know, you were wearing it, Brian. Um, yeah, and I was like, I was talking to, to Steve Deneuzer at the time, and he walked by and, you know, he said that uh, Steve said something effective that, you know, they used to carpool together, and he would force Brian to listen to the, the, the Lord What show, and he would, he would laugh at when we were right, but then <laughs> he, he, would veer, he, he would laugh when we would veer off at the last second. Oh, He'd be like, okay. They don't get it. Um, so, yeah, there's, there, we, we still got a ways to go, but yeah, that was, that was a moment. Uh, and I, I did love watching the, uh, Watching the when I was sitting in the store line watching the uh, panels they had the panel from Wow up at the store so I got to watch it while I was oh yeah in the line. no they and, will um, do that
0: so that you don't of the things, know,
2: you aren't just stuck of, there doing nothing one of the things I absolutely loved one of the things they're talking about is first off they're not getting rid of the current one to ten starting zones
0: no they are what not what happen, what
2: happens is on your first character you'll be given like a, a and when training When we say zone. The,
0: the, the first character, we mean your first character ever yeah, on so your you account if you're a yeah. brand
2: new player. Then you, then you are put through the training zone, Exile's Rest. If not, if it's, a char- if it's an alt, if you've been playing the game for a while, if you're creating a new character, you have a choice. You can still go to Exile's Rest. They'll absolutely let you. Or you can do one of the other starting areas. And just do it that way, um, and then you like, I like around the
0: level. Way, I like the way that they framed it, though, where he was like, "That way, you know, if you are, say, a night elf and your friend is a human, you don't have to like have one of you travel all the way to the other continent or whatever. You can both start in the same starting area by just going to Exile's Rest." Yeah, and I was and... like, "That's really cool." Actually, I hadn't thought about that.
2: No, it's actually really it looks like a really good system, and the other thing I really like about it is that when you hit level ten uh allied races start at level ten because they don't need to do the one to ten zone no because it's an allied race, so you've already played for a while the The assumption is is that if you have an allied race character you're you've been playing the game for a while, so you can skip the the tutorial they're not gonna right. just teach you the game, but everybody else will get through like they'll get to level ten. One way or the other, either by doing Exile's Rest or doing something else. Uh, Death Knights and Monks and Demon Hunters are all going to start at level one now. Really? Yes, and their opening area is going to still be... Like, Death Knights, I think, actually have two different opening starts. Acharis or Exile's Reach? No, Acharis or another thing that's, that's Death Knight related so that they can get there. Oh. The, the, well, the, how they got there. Okay, you
0: know, because, yeah, because the, the new Death Knights are going to need... Yeah. Some sort so of Boulevard-centric
2: a thing, I'm assuming. Yeah. There's some kind of zone for them. We don't know what it is yet. But either way, every everybody else, the like allied races start at level 10. Everybody else, including uh, Death Knights and, and Demon Hunters, start at level 1 and have, like, the, their starting area will take them 10 levels and will get them ready to go out into the world. And then when you go out in the world, there's Chromie, and you can pick. I want to do classic. I want to do all the, you know, the stuff post-Cataclysm Azeroth. Then that'll get you to level 50 or Burning Crusade to level 50, or Wrath Content to level 50. And it goes that way for every expansion. And that's just amazing.
0: They did say that if you do want to hop around all over the place and you don't want to be restricted to, like, one expansion for all of the stretch from 10 to 50, you can do that. You can still do that if you want to. But the option is there where, like, say you want to you just want to see Missa Pandaria again. Okay, you can level from 10 to 50 over in Missa Pandaria and once you're done, you can go to Shadowlands. You don't have to look at warlords of Draenor ever again if you don't want to.
2: And they said one of the things they said that I was really interesting was that it's going to be like 70 to 80% faster to level.
0: Yeah. And um and that's... Lyrithal er or er, in the chat channel says, didn't they say you'd start with Battle for Azeroth and then choose what expansion to play? If you are a brand new player and you've never played the game before, yeah you'll start out in Exile's Reach and from there you will go to Battle for Azeroth content because that's the most recent stuff and then from Battle for Azeroth you'll go to Shadowlands. If it's a secondary character or an alt or something like that or if you've been playing for a while then you'll start with either Exile's Reach or whatever 1 to 10 zone you want to start out in and then you can pick from any expansion.
2: Yeah. The Battle and for Azeroth is pick... the default for new people. Yeah. I
0: mean. If you want to pick Battle for Azeroth, you certainly
2: can. But you can go anywhere but, else, yeah. too. If you don't want to do Battle for Azeroth, if you feel about Battle for Azeroth the way Ann feels about World of Draenor, you can absolutely skip it. Yeah. When, when the system comes in. because I'm it so no excited I
0: won't ever have to go to Draenor ever again if I don't want to.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And who knows? Maybe in a couple of years you'll want to. Because oh yeah. have seen everything else. No, see, but... and,
0: and, and that's the thing, is, like, maybe somewhere down the line I'll get... That's the thing with, like, every time I've been leveling. Like, the last time I leveled in Alt, I deliberately stuck around in Burning Crusade and did, like, everything in Burning Crusade because it had been so long since I'd done Burning Crusade content that it felt new again. And having that option of being able to just, like, pick the place you really like to go to? I don't know. That feels good to me. Yeah,
2: I think that's a really interesting... I think didn't they describe it at one point? They called it kind of like New Game Plus for alts? Yeah. And, yeah. And I do think that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, I, I've said before, I was on. I wrote two posts about this. One of them that was saying that I didn't think a level squish was necessary, and the other saying, but if they have one, here's how you can make it work. They didn't do either. They, they did do a level squish. They didn't do it the way I thought they would. No. But this feels like it's gonna work fine. Um, I absolutely feel like this won't be a problem. Uh I I'm looking I feel like this
0: to, was probably the best way that they could approach it, honestly.
2: I'm looking um, forward to leveling a bunch of my alts that are yeah. not they're gonna be like I have like level eighty alts and level ninety alts that I'm gonna be leveling when this system comes out because it'll be much quicker and I will start like at a I'll be starting in the thirties or forties on those characters so I can, you know, just go to a zone and, and get through it really fast and get there. I'm really excited about it.
0: That's that's the part that I'm kind of excited about is that it actually and it's been it's been like a hot minute since I felt like this, but I actually like it made me want to play alt's again. Yeah. And and yeah. and it's been a while since I've said, yeah, I would really enjoy playing alt's again. Also, I feel like that this is the kind of solution where had this been in place during our leveling stream our leveling stream would have been a lot more interesting
2: i feel like we we got lucky that we did the leveling stream right around the time that leveling was just starting to get to the point where it became daunting
0: and it was it like, was it was still just broken enough that it was funny
2: yeah but like we we leveled up to warlords, and then we did the level. We did like a brief like legion thing, but we didn't level our characters in Legion. No, really, not really. We just did up to warlords, and just warlords was getting kind of like oh god. Like and I remember once we got we through
0: warlords. Like I mean, we got to legion. We did some dungeons and things like that, but it didn't take us long to hit max level in legion at all.
2: No, no, it, it was much simpler. Uh, I I feel like yeah, it, I feel I. I even if they hadn't level squished, this was a good way to go, you know, to, to make it so you can just, you can pick one and get all the way to max level there. And it's, it's faster. And you feel like you're moving through, like you effectively, you decide what your character's story is. You decide just, where they go. I
0: like the fact that they've made it so that you can experience the narrative of an entire expansion. Cause the way that he phrased it was, you know, people worked really hard on these expansions and it would be, you know, people should be experiencing that. St- that story shouldn't be just left behind just because the expansion has been left behind. And that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, yeah. And... It's a
2: really good use of the scaling technology they've been working on this whole time. It's yeah. Really.
0: I feel like it's a really clever way for them to implement that. Well, anyway, is there any other fascinating stuff that you want to talk about as far as your BlizzCon experience
2: goes? How was Con Before the Storm? Uh, daunting. Uh if you're one of the people who came up, um, each and every one of you, thank you very much. Uh, if I was a little harried looking, it's because I did not expect that many people to want to talk to me, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> you, you all sort of shocked me on that one. But you were all very nice. Look, I, I told I don't you know, people were going to want to see you. But everyone was, people were so nice that I forgot to throw Mitch in a pool. Let me put it to you that way.
0: <gasps> you didn't uh, throw yeah, Mitch in
2: a pool? Rossi. No, okay, sorry. you know what this know. means now. I have to go back and throw him in a pool. I yeah, understand. You do. That, 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 I'm hoping for 2021 to be the year of you in a pool. Okay. Because uh, I don't think I can do... I can't do BlizzCon again next year. <laughs> I need a whole year to get over it. Okay. Uh, it a lot. But... If you're sure, but I'm just saying that
0: I'm going to try and make it out there next year. So if you do make it out there next year, you'll be able to meet me finally, which would be great because yes. you got to meet
2: everybody else face-to-face, but... Well, not everybody else. I got to meet uh, Dan, by the way, Dan's really nice. Uh, I got to meet Mitch, which, you know, hey, Mitch. I got to meet Matt Lowe, <laughs> which was finally, the two of us were together. Uh, both Matts were there. So, you know, that's been a thing for years that the people have been asking him if he was me for years. So that was finally clear. It was very clear that I am not Matt Lowe. No, um, you look very, and, very different from each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to meet Corey and, you know, Corey's new, but hi, Corey. He lives in Edmonton. So, of course, the only time I've ever met him was when we were both in Southern California. <laughs> um, it took flying to California for the two of you to meet face to face. That's yeah. fantastic. But I mean, it's just it was I mean, the the tour was great. Uh, Christine, I met Christy Golden. She's really, really great. Uh, Christy's I met awesome. Yeah. Uh, didn't meet Taryn until the con, but I got to meet Taryn at the con finally. Taryn uh, is had- also awesome. We had a good solid five-minute discussion just before I cannot the speak
0: to Steve because I actually have not meet, met, met Steve yet. He's so.
2: really smart and really good to talk to. And honestly, I was really glad to have gotten to meet him. Um, and, of course, I, I just mentioned the Brian Holinka thing. I barely got to talk to him. But, you know, he was, he was there and I did say hi. Um, and... I got to meet Candace Thomas really fast because she, she showed up briefly and she told the story of being trapped on a ride at Disneyland that was terrifying. So, Candace, cool. I hope you get over that. Uh, that was a nasty story. I was pretty which, scared.
0: Which, which ride was it? Do you remember?
2: Oh, no. She mentioned, but I don't remember. Something over California or something.
0: Oh, soaring over California.
2: Yeah. Apparently yeah. that, that ride like broke down.
0: Yeah. You're on like these paraglider things and you're
2: suspended in air. So, yeah, I could see why that would be kind of terrifying apparently that that's the right i don't know but at any rate yeah she, that that happened and that was pretty interesting um i got to see the blizzard library which was fun uh I, I wanted to just kind of move into it but i know no, didn't i've been there work. so many yeah, times
0: and i keep wanting to like just you know can i can i just pitch a tent and live here forever please thank yeah. you and uh nobody's yeah, ever for was, that
2: no they, they have <laughs> problems with that yeah the whole thing was it was kind of like a dream honestly it was sort of like i couldn't i kept not being able to believe it was happening uh calm before storm definitely had that feeling for everybody i met uh you know you were all really great and i'm sorry that i was barely able to form english words by the end of it uh by the end of the hour i was i was completely drained uh it was it was a lot and I always itself. liked doing con before the storm, though, because people were so yeah. nice. <laughs> oh no, they were—they were all very. Nobody
0: nice. ever. Nobody ever. That's the thing about BlizzCon, and that's the thing that I love about BlizzCon. I know you were talking about people. You were. You were talking about you know telling people to just like wait, stop paying attention to what everybody else is saying, just watch this. You know what I mean? You. Were, you mentioned that earlier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's that. It's that same kind of thing where it's just. It's like. You don't know what BlizzCon is like until you're there. But when you're there, it's like you've gone to a family reunion of some of the strangest and coolest people you will ever meet in your life.
2: And yeah, there was a you're person, all related.
0: You just don't know it yet. <laughs> you know?
2: There was a person, a person who came up to me at the uh, Darkmoon Fair of all places because I, I tweeted something like, I'm over here. Mm-hmm. And a uh, person came up to me and just said, are you Matthew Rossi? Which my response was yes, because uh, I am. Uh-huh. And had a nice five-minute conversation with him, and then somebody else came up. Apparently, they'd they'd found Mitch, and were like, "Hey, do you know where I can find Rossi?" So Mitch texted me, and he was like, "Hey, uh, this person wants you to sign something. Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm at I'm at con- I'm at the uh, you know Darkmoon Fair, so I'll just hang out near the giant eyeball because you know it's a big eyeball, so it seems appropriate for this expansion. It's that it's, I it's it.
0: very easy to identify. Yeah.
2: And they came up and we had a conversation. Uh, I guess she cosplayed Zarya, showed me a picture. Very good cosplay, by the way. Extremely good Zarya cosplay. I, I thumbs up on that. And it was just like, part of me can't believe that that was happening. I don't know how else to explain it. Like the idea that I would voluntarily go to a convention full of thousands of people and have conversations with complete strangers about this. Because it's like, this has been my life for like years now, but it's still like, very trippy to have people come up to me there's one person everybody there
0: is just so nice Is yeah there's one
2: there's one person that i feel really bad for and if you're listening to this by the way person that i feel bad about uh she she couldn't she had forgotten her book and i I couldn't sign it and then she was like are you going to be here and it was like we were losing our table and i was like no we we get a table for an hour and then they they bring in somebody else and in point of fact it was peculiar and wowhead who were coming into our table so I, I couldn't stick around. I had to like, you know, move on. And I never got the chance to find her again. And I never got to sign it. And I feel really bad. And if you're listening, uh, my Twitter is Matthew W. Rossi at Twitter. Please contact me. Yeah, send a text at me. Send a tweet at me saying, hey, I'm that person. I will figure out a way to sign that book. Because I, you know, she was, she was really shy. And I get it because I'm really shy. Like I know I don't sound it but I am like, I'm actually incredibly socially awkward. And and it was really hard for me to even be there. And if it was hard for her to be there and I feel really bad that I didn't get to sign her thing, but but everybody was um, really supportive and really cool. Like on Saturday night and I'll shut up after this, but on Saturday night, like when I was just dead to the world, people like, you know, you know, I'd met at the con were like, Hey, come hang out with us for a few minutes and you can, you know, you can just sit down and relax. And I did. And they were great. And that's just, that's what the conventions like. If people see you flagging, they will help you. Um, if people people will give you places to go to 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 chill out until you're okay, and you you will find I don't know how to explain this. I ate some terrible pizza that weekend, like really bad pizza, like just awful. And it was good pizza just because it was, you know, I got to. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. At this point, I'm just rambling. So go ahead and stop me.
0: It was good because you were meeting, eating it with friends, which sounds yeah, dumb. I but... didn't want to
2: say that. But, it but still, like,
0: it's it's the same kind of thing. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. BlizzCon is one of those places where you make like all kinds of weird and crazy memories. And someday I will have to regale you with the story of the dude and his mom that always show up at the one hotel every year without fail when BlizzCon is. It doesn't matter when BlizzCon is they're just there constantly. We can't just, Alex and I couldn't decide if they were like haunting the hotel or if maybe they secretly owned it or something. We didn't know. Anyway, regardless, uh, we're going to have to go ahead and wrap it up here. I, we had emails to get to you guys and we didn't get to them, but it's okay. We'll do honestly. Next week, yeah. And I just, I, I wanted to hear Rossi talk about his experience. I don't know about the rest of you, but I thought it was kind of fun just to listen to the chatter and get some of that stuff done. Um, Regardless, though, Blizzard Watch, it's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue when we get to them. Sorry about that, guys. Also, an ads-free site experience.
2: Thank you, Anne. Uh, guys, I'm um, good do something a little bit more personal than usual. And just, I want to say thank you to everybody because it's you guys that made it possible for me to go. You made it possible for me to have a job where anybody would care that I went to BlizzCon. Uh, This is all you, you guys do everything. So if you have an email or anything you want to send to us so that we can talk about on the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with subject line podcast of blizzard watch. So we know it's for the show. Thank you guys so much. Uh, This has been an amazing past couple of weeks. And we'll be back next week, and hopefully, I'll be a little bit more composed by then. <laughs> Take it easy.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.